You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hey there, Tech Fan listeners. It's Tech Fan Podcast number 337. Tim is busy selling cars this week, so I'm joined by uh, Owen Rubin, one of our uh, other occasional co hosts. How are you doing, Owen? Hey, David. Good to hear from you. Thank yes. you for having me on again. It's been a while. It has been, but uh, I always know that uh, we're going to get some interesting conversation if, uh, if I get <laughs> you on. So when Tim said he wasn't going to be able to come on, I jumped at the chance and was pleased I managed to grab you. I appreciate you getting up early and doing this because you're eight hours behind me it's the end of the day here and it's early in the day for you well it's 8 30 this is not bad a lot of times you guys i think tim's wanted to do it at seven in the morning and it's just yeah. i'm not a morning person i just drag in the morning he, so. he does that he does that to accommodate me um, yes i know he does I know so he does. um because i knew that you were um not 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 a fan of, of getting up quite so early i push i pushed it out to the end of the day so i appreciate that thank that's, you that's no problem at all and i suppose as uh, as tim is working uh, and his work pays his salary which pays for all the hosting and management of the podcast network i suppose we are indirectly sponsored by toyota this week so uh, thanks uh, yeah toyota. thank you <laughs> I, I'm wondering yeah, that he's that he's busier. I didn't notice that there's if there's a new car that came out from Toyota. I'm waiting for them to update the Prius. I really want a new one, but oh my god, is that current version ugly? Sorry, Tim. It's just yeah. one of the ugliest cars I've ever seen, I inside and out. Yeah, I completely agree <laughs> with you. Now, now we're both. Well, I'm a former Prius owner. You've still got still got yours. A 2006. Yeah. Believe it or not, and I took it in, you know, for its hundred and. 10,000 miles service and the guy said uh you have uh 64% of your original brakes left and the battery reads at 92% or something like that it's like really <laughs> it was interesting it's interesting this because i know that one of when the that when the second generation prius came out which was the one the, the one where it really exploded in terms of a car because it it didn't look too strange and it looked like a normal hatchback um, yeah the original was kind of Kind of ugly a little bit too, yes. Exactly. Um, they, uh, I, I remember a lot of people saying, oh, well, the, there's only a 10-year warranty on the battery and, and what's going to happen, <laughs> you know, after after these cars have been driving for a while, are they all going to turn into clunkers because the battery doesn't work anymore? And that's turned to be quite the opposite of the case. Um, the, the way that Toyota actually manages the batteries in these cars, it means that they just last and last and last. And it's quite impressive, really. And I didn't understand it. I mean, it's like they're they're not um, lithium-ion batteries. They're the they're they're older technology. I don't remember which of the older. I think, uh, I think they're nickel metal hydride. Right. Yeah. And so I asked this guy. I said, "How does this battery last this long?" And he says, "Oh, well, we only use the top ten percent." Right. So when it's fully charged, you're you're charged, and when it shows it's fully discharged, it's at ninety percent of its capacity. Ah, right. Okay. Right. So they keep doing that. So even if the battery is at half capacity right now, I still have my top 10%. Yeah. So they, they, they last longer. And I thought, okay, I'm going to get rid of this car in 10 years because the battery will be completely exhausted. And uh, no, it runs just fine. And uh, yes, I'd like to update. You know, I look at electric cars right now. My neighbor just bought a, a Bolt, the Chevy Bolt, and yeah. he just loves it. And uh, I thought about getting in line on the Tesla, but I didn't want a new, the first year of any car. Yeah, well, let's face it. If you didn't sign up straight away, nobody, nobody got the first year of that car because taking them they're, so long to build the damn things. Yes, and they're all over. You know, I live in the Bay Area. They're all over the place now. I yeah. see them everywhere. Um, I haven't been inside one yet. I saw it at the showroom that there. I looked at it, and I hate to tell you, I hate the inside of that car. Yeah, it's it's completely bare. There isn't. The dashboard looks like they forgot to put it in. I mean, it's just this long, thin, nicely looking kind of design with a long, thin line in it that's the air conditioner vent that automatically moves. And then then they went, oh, let's put a 15-inch monitor right here in the middle. Clunk. That's it. 
Yeah. And it and you sit sit in it and you're so to look at what you're doing, you're constantly with your head at a forty five degree angle to the right to see, you know, your speed, your charge, all that stuff. I thought God, at least they could have put a heads up thing in it or something. Well, I to be honest with you, I think what they should have done is they should have put a phone mount right in front of you, and then you're able to put your phone in there, and then sell an app that effectively ah. repeats the stuff off the screen, uh, you know, the that would critical be stuff right in front of you, and then you're <clears> done. <throat> and they don't need to put because obviously they they're trying to keep their costs down. They don't want to put regular right. instruments. It's meant to be a futuristic car. But I agree with you. I, you know, I, I, one of my Priuses, I'm, I forget which one, because I had, I had the one I just talked about, which was the first kind of mod, more modern-looking one, and then what I had. Year? What year was that? Uh, so that would have been, I guess, 2005, 2006, yeah. Okay. And then I had the one that came after that, which was the previous model. Um, which was also a nice. Which was a really that's nice. Cause that was that was yeah. my favourite one. And then there's the one that's that's here now. That's that I agree with you. It's got all these funny creases on it, and it looks really ugly in the. The lights from the back make it look like it's something out of a fifties TV show. Um, it looks like a, that's what I said. It's either yeah. it's either Buck Rogers or it's Zorro. I can't exactly. Decide. Yeah. <laughs> um, I whenever I see, it, I always think of. Um, you remember in the uh, Toy Story movies, in the second one, they had that um, they had Emperor Zerg, who was that's the enemy. Right. Yeah, and and it looked the back of the car looks like Emperor Zerg's face. <laughs> A big light up now red thing see, going right that's across. that's what I'm going to see every time I look at that. Because <laughs> those two yeah. are all over the Bay Area. Yeah. And I didn't like this thing with the inside and all this white plastic they put everywhere. Yeah. But, I don't but know one, if you see the inside. It's just of, like yeah. for no reason at all. There's a hunk yeah. of white plastic. It's like, come on. Really? For what, one of those and, cars, though, had the Speedo in the middle rather than at the, uh, at the front of you. Um, and obviously... I, I kind of saw, I I look at stuff like that and I immediately think oh that's because here in the UK we're driving the other side and that saves them moving it over. <laughs> yeah, they just twist it. They just twist it forty five yeah. degrees, right? Yeah. Um, and, and yes, and maybe was, that's the reason. Yeah, that was disconcerting. So uh, I think everyone I, likes to have instruments in front of them, ideally. I have an app on my phone that um, it's um it's a it's a navigating app, but you can put it in a simple mode that just it shows the speed. Um, and your and the compass, but it's backwards on the phone. So you put the phone on your dash, face up, okay, and it reflects off the window. Yeah. So and at night you have a heads up display heads up of your display, speed, yeah. and it works. It amazingly, it, it's all black except for the numbers, and it amazingly it works quite well. I thought, okay, if I had that that Tesla, I'd have to stick that on the dash in front of me. <laughs> yeah. But then there's not really a place to put it on that dash. If you look at the pictures of it, you'll see what I mean. It's like. Yeah, that's what. Um... That's what scotch tape is for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, double-sided. Yeah, yeah got it. Exactly. Okay. So, all right, uh, so I've yeah. digressed. I'm sorry I do that. Oh, no, but... that's quite all right. It was. It, I think it's um, appropriate digression for this sort of show, so I'm, I'm quite quite happy with that. So, um, yeah, I, I, that, that, just to finish the topic off, that, new, that current Prius, it's only a couple of years old. I think you're looking at three, four years before they replace that one. I know. It's called a Prius 4, I think they yeah. said. This is, this is the fourth generation. I, you know, there's um, I, maybe you went there since you've owned it. Did you ever go to PriusChat.com? I've been there, yeah. Yeah. And so there was a, someone posted an article from Toyota complaining that, that obviously electric cars are hurting the Prius sales because Prius sales are way down. Yeah. And all these people chime in going, uh, I get, there's a new expression. It's ugly, spelled with an F at the beginning. Yeah, and yeah. we can all know what that means. Indeed. And and I would say hundreds and hundreds of people are saying, no, we're not buying it because it's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's no, like... I, I I agree with you. I think I think the um, Honda went through this a few years ago, where their all yes. their designs again went went in a weird direction. That I, I suppose the difficulty with these Japanese car companies is they've got a they've got a, a home <coughs> market home market to deal with. <laughs> Who, right. Um, have different sensibilities to uh, those of us in the West. So maybe, you know, for all I know, these cars are selling like hotcakes over there. But they maybe they certainly don't appeal to me. Um, and I used to be a Lexus owner. Yeah. Okay. And I, I can't. I looked at the Lexuses. I can't look at them. The yeah. front. Now this is going to drive you crazy. Go look at a new Lexus as it goes by, and tell me if you don't think of Cylons and Battles, the original Battlestar Galactica. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That that grill is just so Cylon-ish. It just it makes me so I want to I want to go find one and put a little red light going back and forth in it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed. So uh yeah, a tough um 
it's always tough when you try and decide what type of car you want to buy. Um, yeah. It's very much a first world problem, but uh, I, I guess... Luckily, you... I don't have to buy it. Yeah. So it's, you know... Well, I guess you could... Now that always... I said this, I'm going to go up, my battery's going to be dead, right? Yeah. You, know, it's like... you could always <laughs> save some cash and go out and buy a used of the previous gen one, the, the one you actually like the look of. I've been... I So the local dealership, I said, I want a plug-in. Find right. me, a, me a previous plug-in. So they're looking. He says, unfortunately, they never come in. Yeah. No one ever... Those don't trade in very often, so hopefully one of those will show up, um, and that right. Yeah. If only you knew somebody in the Toyota dealership who might have um, advanced knowledge of what's going on. He was closer. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I tell you, he could probably. I know he he works their systems like a master, as you might expect. So he could probably. I didn't uh, think about it. Try and hook you I, up. Yeah. I didn't think about asking yeah. him because I guess even worst case, I'd just fly back and meet him and drive it home. No, I, I think what he would do is he would find he would find something somewhere in North America and then he would be able to facilitate getting it okay. uh, driven to you. So Tim, yeah. Tim, are, you're listening, right, Tim? So I'm sure he will be listening after he finishes work, <laughs> just, just to find out what I did to his show. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we need to talk about something not tech. Yeah. And that'll drive him crazy, right? You know? uh, he's, welcome, he's... welcome to flower show number one. Yeah, <laughs> well, as, as long as he finds it interesting, he's not bothered. He's 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 pretty relaxed about this <laughs> that sort of thing. As am I, so um, yeah. that wouldn't be an issue. So well, best luck selling cars, Tim. Yeah, there's just one thing I wanted to. Well, a couple of things I want to cover up on follow up from last week. Um, okay. Elisa Pacelli, who uh, Pacelli Pacelli, uh, that that's a joke <laughs> that's been done on other podcasts before uh she I've sent been afraid us, to say that yeah so, okay <laughs> she sent us a note on twitter saying that she has a <laughs> what, we we were talking last week um our uh, wiki trolling link you know where we choose a choose something sure. on wikipedia to talk about was the kindle right. uh and the amazon kindle and she she said she has one with the keyboard on um tim was tim was uh suggesting he felt the the ones with the the older ones with the keyboards on were a bit uh F ugly, as you might say, uh, and uh, he he said, "Fugly, yeah, yeah. fugly." Um, but uh, Elisa has one, and she loves it. She's uh, been using it. Now, there, there's another product that once you buy one, unless you're stupid with it, they last forever, which is un- in in the electronics space is relatively unusual. Yeah. Well, uh, I had to admit, I've bought three. I don't own one. I've given yeah. them to people. Okay, mm-hmm. and I I've given them to my friends who they they love to go they have, they have motorcycles and they love to go camping yeah. and they sit at night in their campsite and want to read and they would carry books, yeah. right? And so the, the nice part of that you charge the original they have the original Kindle yeah. then they bought then they we bought them the one with the backlight, mm-hmm. uh, but you charge it and it still lasts for two three weeks on a single charge. Yeah, the, even the backlight ones. And that's the amazing part. Of that. Yeah, even the backlight ones now do that as well. They are well. Um, the display takes no power. I don't ex- know if people exactly. understand that technology. But you would, yeah. Effectively, you only use power when you change it. Yep. So, because um, it's using it's brilliant electrostatically charged pixels or something like that, I believe. Um, but you would think having, <coughs> having the backlight on because those Kindles with the backlights, it's basically on all the time. You can't really turn it off. Um, you think that would kill the battery, but it it. I guess just having LEDs backlights is just doesn't use a lot of power. Because, it's not bright. I don't yeah. know if you've tried one. It's not super bright, but it's enough to be able to read it because the contrast yeah. is so high on yeah. those. Yeah, and also it's very close to the screen, which makes a big difference. It's, it's sure. also um, reflective rather than the reason the the LED backlights in our laptops <coughs> and everything and our iPads use a lot of power is because they have to shine through the screen to give you the colours. Ah. Whereas obviously on a Kindle it's just reflecting, so it it probably doesn't <coughs> pump as much light out. Um, That's a very good point. Yeah. And then people don't realize a a a, t- a TV screen or TV screen or a phone screen or a computer screen, every pixel is a transistor they have to turn on. Yeah. So you are driving you know millions of transistors to to change a display. Well, it's not, well, and yeah. they've made them more and more and more and more efficient, but it's still. Yeah, you're still yeah. you're still running current through all the time the screen is on, even without the backlight. So right. um, that also you're absolutely right, and and obviously these modern screens have very very dense pixel displays, so that's a lot of wires, a lot of um, activity, yeah. and then you've got to have a controller running all that all the time. Whereas that's again right. with the a Kindle, with a Kindle it sets it, and then everything can power off. So, yeah, exactly. And, and In fact, so it stays hit... on. It stays on when you po- the screen stays when you power it down. Exactly. Right? In yeah. the off position, I put that yeah. in quotes. 
So uh, I, and even OLED yeah. screens today, you know, they don't have a backlight now. That's how they get yeah. the power down. But then you're turning on little LEDs that are very efficient, but you're still lighting up with power. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I I have a I there's a a, a news group I I'm a member of where they talk about um, cheap word processors. Uh, we use word processors from you know from 10 15 years ago that are very low power and last for a year on a pair of AA batteries and they have a little LCD screen in without a backlight and everyone's always fantasizing about there's no market for these things nowadays so nobody ever sure. modernizes these devices uh, everyone prefers something more um, multi-purpose like a tablet or a laptop but when okay. people do fantasize about the specs they're always saying oh uh, an e-paper e screen and I right. would come in and say e-paper screens are terrible for interactive displays. Um, yeah. Just can't be done. And it'll, oh, well, it'll get better. And it's kind of like, well, no, it won't, because the only market for e-paper is book readers, and book readers don't need big interactive displays. So uh, the development <laughs> is just not happening. Well, then people ask, why couldn't they do video on a Kindle? Well, <laughs> if you yeah. understand how long it takes to write the screen, that's big, yeah. that's its big powers. I mean, it doesn't do video very well. I guess they have a color Kindle now too, right? I, I don't know how the color Kindles the it. color Kindles use LCD. They're, they're, okay, uh, they're so just it's like not a, so good. They're just like a tablet. They're not um, okay, they're, and they get a battery life about eight hours rather than eight days. So, okay. um, you're in regular space there. So anyway, that's the Kindle, and we talked about it last week and a little bit here now. Um, I also got some follow up from a regular show contributor Brendan, who um sent me a link to an article about uh, the article was on Gizmodo called the house that spied on me <laughs> yeah um now this is one of those you know what pe people who read the tech press know what Gizmodo's like they're a little bit tabloid they're a little <laughs> a bit, little bit? In, yeah <laughs> i'm being kind you're being kind yeah. yeah and and this article unfortunately was <laughs> I, I, it was real clickbait to me because effectively it's a long feature where this um this uh, very nice lady and her husband basically filled their house with Internet of Things devices uh, and then had um, a technical friend of theirs monitor their network traffic. And their surprising <laughs> conclusion from that was that Internet of Things devices talk to the Internet all the time. They do. <laughs> Which is they like... What a yeah, <laughs> that is the whole point. They see, but unfortunately, they, fra they kind of positioned this as a bad thing, you know, uh, without actually looking at what the traffic was, they they, they said, oh, we decided not to break through the encryption to look at what the traffic was doing. And I read that and thought, oh, you decided that, did you? Was your decision <laughs> influenced by the fact that it's impossible to do that? <laughs> so it's talking, yeah. so it must be telling them things about me that I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there's a lots of, even the Echo is constantly talking to Amazon servers, even when I'm not talking to it. And it's like, well, yes, it is, because effectively... Uh, uh, these things are, are constantly being connected to the cloud. They're being updated via the cloud, and that's actually what you want. You want something that's proactively updated. It's not sinister in itself. It's just what people do with the data. Now, she found if, this. This lady found. I have it. to ask you. Yeah. If I understand the Echo and the Google, the, I have one, a couple of them around yeah. my house. So uh, they they don't send sound to Amazon until they hear their keyword. That's that part right. they can do locally. Yeah, and and I think that's why she was surprised by this because she assumed, therefore, that they wouldn't communicate with Google or or Amazon until you spoke the keyword. But mm. the th if you think about it, um, without knowing too much about how how these devices work internally, <clears throat> I've always assumed that first of all, the processing is not done locally. The keyword Correct. processing is, but then everything else you sent goes up to Amazon or Google. I assume that. I, yeah. I don't know for sure. But... It, it, that, that's pretty much the case. Now, for performance reasons, you don't want it to set up that connection after it's heard the keyword because that takes time. And right. if you have a, a bad internet connection or a slow <laughs> internet connection, setting up that sort of thing and waiting for responses is going to give you a bad experience. So I suspect the real reason that it's... Uh, communicating all the time to its back-end uh, services to go, are you there? Are you there? Right. Are you there? And, and basically keeping that connection up to make sure that when it hears that keyword, it can immediately start streaming data up to an open connection with a server that's waiting to listen to it. I would agree with you. And I think there's one other thing. So we freaked my wife out the other day. Um, we walked in the kitchen and the, the top was glowing yellow. I had not right. seen that. I had not seen this before. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, 
hey, hey, uh, you know, Alexa, why are you glowing yellow? Right. And it says, you have one notification. I do. Yeah. Okay. Play notifications. Hi, your Amazon package has been delivered. Hello. What? Look outside. There it is. Okay. It's like, yeah. whoa. Okay. So it also communicates to the servers to say, do I have any messages? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, do I have any updates? So it is always talking. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, and I, so I got to, I want to give a corollary to this. I, I am less freaked out about um, my Internet of Things devices spying on me as I am with this new technology that watches your power line. Hmm. So there's a gadget you can buy today that you plug into your circuit breaker box, okay? Yeah. And then on your phone, it, it takes like about a week to train itself. It will tell you what's turned on in your house. Right. When did your TV come on? When did your TV go off? Did you turn this device on? Did you, it really does spy on you. And it's so you can control your power. But that freaks me out even more than my Internet of Things does. Because if they can tell, then the smart meter can tell. Yeah. Right? So they know what I'm doing. in my. There's all sorts of things spying on me. I can't worry about it. <laughs> well, look, I think, I think, I mean, Brenda's take on this is, is he was using an example of, of how terrible the Internet of Things is. And, and in some respects, I agree with him. In some respects, I don't. I think you do have to go into using these devices with your eyes open. And it's right. incumbent on you to do a bit of re If you have worries about your privacy, um, if you don't care, fine, <clears throat> go ahead. But if you do, if you do want to be responsible about your privacy, you have to do a bit of research <coughs> beforehand. Right. It's never been easy to do the research. Find out what these products do, how they work, and read the privacy policies. A big part of this article was this lady said that they found that her Vizio TV was sending all sorts of information back all the time, and it turns out that this company, Vizio, has been sued in the past for basically feeding and selling information on what its customers are watching. I think Samsung now, was as well, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, or, think, or, or, yeah. or certainly they, they said they could do if they wanted to. Now, she only read the privacy policy, having put this TV in the house, after she was told about this traffic coming off the TV. Uh. Now, to me... You know, you you need to do if you are going to be concerned about traffic, you need to do the research beforehand. Spend a bit of time on Google. There's no most of the time, there's no point asking guys. In the, you go into Best Buy and say, "Does this device spy on me?" The the guy asking, <laughs> all the a the guy wants a sale, or the girl. Let's not be sexist about this. The salesperson, <laughs> the salesperson wants the sale, and secondly, they probably don't know. Yeah, and sure only good salespeople will say, I don't really know. Most of them will try and flannel you with something to satisfy you. Yeah, if there was it only is... a way on the internet to look this stuff up. Exactly. How would you do that? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so if you do have yeah, concerns. If, you're, if, you're, if your house is smart enough with all those things, you probably should know how to use Google. Exactly. Or Bing. Yeah. Or Bing. And, or... Yeah, and, and don't go into these things with your eyes open. If you want the convenience of the internet of things, and look, I have a, I have an Amazon Echo. I love it, right? But I understand what it does, what it doesn't do, and I also understand what I want it to do or what I don't want it to do. I don't have, I my personal opinion with the TVs is that the TV companies have proven themselves to be a little bit too fast and loose with your data, and exactly. also as pretty pretty lax on updates. My <clears> personal <throat> opinion with smart TVs and everything is, I'd prefer not to use the stuff that comes with the TV. I'd rather use an external box. And I'm it, with you on that yeah. too, by the way. So yeah, you, you get better performance. <clears throat> you normally get a better user interface and a better user experience, and also it allows you to do the due diligence more easily on what these devices are doing and what they're talking to the back end. So so that, but that's just my view. If 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 you want to go out and buy a smart TV and use the functions built in for free, <clears throat> fine. But if you're worried about privacy, just spend a little time looking into it and find okay. So and I have read a the policies. For you. You have a you have a you have an Alexa or an Echo or however you have it. Yeah. Um, I, so I I have I have I have a the original one because I was a beta tester for him. I knew the guys at yeah. Lab One Twenty Eight. So and then I have a Dot. Yeah. And then I got I did a review of the Google Home. Mm -hmm. So I got a Google Home and then I bought that because I they gave it to me a dirt cheap to buy it after I was done. Yeah. We don't always get to keep the stuff we review people. So it's yeah. like, we're supposed to send it back. Anyway, um, have you, I haven't decided whether Google home is making me hate Alexa more or Alexa is <laughs> just getting more stupid. Uh, I don't know. I, I, but I, I find that yeah. half the time I ask Alexa something, I get the wrong answer mm -hmm. or it doesn't know. 
I, look, and I can't decide which it is. Is it just that Google Home answers questions better? I think it Google, doesn't do as yeah. much. I love all the plugins and things yeah. on the Alexa. So yeah. it even controls. I hate to say it, my TV. I have I have right. Dish Network set top, and I can say Alexa tune to CNN, and my TV my Dish set top box turns. I love that, but yeah, um, it I, seems to be so stupid lately. I think the issue is, I in my opinion. Uh, I don't have a Google product at home, but I do have a phone with the Google Now on that I do use occasionally. Um, okay. <clears throat> in my opinion, Google is very good at that just because it has such a large data source because they will quite happily Fair enough. take a vast range of <clears throat> array of data uh, and use it to in inform and modify their AI. Now, there are pros and cons with that. You know, they are definitely taking <laughs> more data off you than Amazon are. Um that improves the quality of their voice engine and its responses, but at the same time it introduces uh, more privacy concerns and Google themselves are an ad company. So the fact is that I always assume that data I give to Google might end up being sold to somebody else at some point in the future. Okay. I, kind of, I kind of work on the, on the principle with Amazon that Amazon is looking after themselves, so I think they make use of the data <laughs> themselves, but they're not really big on sharing it with other people that's a privacy i think you're right yeah that's that's a yeah. privacy a privacy uh kind of approach that i'm prepared to live <clears> with um i'm i'm a, much more invested in the amazon ecosystem than i am in google's um, okay because i well, here's I'm, the other thing yeah. so so am i by the way because we use the echo for music and yeah. i don't want to pay yet another because i have prime and i don't yeah, want to exactly. pay yet another music service me too on google which i think going forward you guys need to do a show on what cutting the cord really means yeah because people have been saying how great it is and they don't understand how expensive it is yeah because you can't get everything on every device um that said the one thing i do like about google if i say if i say to google what's the what's the temperature today it says it's this temperature hmm. if i say to amazon what's the temperature today i get the whole weather report yeah yeah that's and true. google is also um what do they call it content aware so if I ask a question, I can ask a follow-up question without saying the whole thing again because it knows what you just asked before. Yeah, it's and, it's and that is spoiling me. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely much better at that than than the Amazon. Amazon is 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 context aware in terms of things like alarms. Um, right. I found a reminders time and stuff like that. You can say set an alarm for something and then if, if you decide to change your mind or want to change the the time afterwards you can say change that alarm too and it and it knows what you're talking about but um it, it's and certainly recently not I realized you yeah do multiple alarms i didn't know you could do you could name your timers and alarms and have yeah. different ones yeah and it's, it's but it doesn't tell you yeah it doesn't tell you which alarm went off does uh, it uh, that, it doesn't and i think this is the weakness with all of these products really is that you often don't know what it can do um <laughs> so and and Alexa in particular does so much with the skills and everything and I get a long email from Amazon every week saying yes. try this try that and I I look at it and I think I'm never going to remember any of this that's yeah. the problem <laughs> I can't I look and go oh that's a cool feature yeah. I have a couple of the, the skills I've turned on I don't know how to activate them I can't remember yeah exactly yeah all right so, well uh, yeah maybe maybe if, if it had a screen and you could um, search with a keyboard for the activation commands I haven't looked at the new one. Have you looked at the new one? No, I, I haven't. Well, I'm I'm joking because at that point you're basically using a laptop, aren't you? <laughs> and you're and they, they, they have a dot now with a small screen. Yeah, I I must admit I, because because we only have the dot now. We had the cylinder, um, okay. and um, we had it down the kitchen, and my wife got annoyed with it because every time she asked it to play the radio, which what she wanted to do. <laughs> It, she was using the tuning skill and it right. would often get things wrong and she she kept on getting this radio station from uh, from Kenya or Nigeria <laughs> <laughs> and and she she would she would complain to me that this like it was my fault she would say I well I can't get this radio because obviously whatever she was asking for it was misinterpreting what she was asking sure. for and giving her this other radio station um so eventually she kind of lost trust in it and so at that point it had to go from the public spaces so i bought i bought a dot on sale and um i have yeah, that 29 bucks yeah i have that yeah I'm i know sure. 
I love it actually. I have it in the bedroom. I have it next to the bed, uh, and we do use it a lot up there. We use it for precisely what you just said. My wife loves to get up in the morning, and before she even opens the curtain, she wants to know what the weather's like, and she asks it. Right. We use it for our alarms and and that sort of thing. My my son has one as well, so we've got the intercom system set up so I can talk to him down in his room. How and does that work? I it works really that. well. Yeah, it works really yeah. well. So I can talk to him down in his room, which is on the floor below us. Um, and basically chivy him to get up in the morning without actually to get out of bed myself. <laughs> so, I did uh, learn, though, that you can't yeah. stream on two devices at the same time. Uh, you have to have the right account for that. Okay. Um, and Because uh, yeah. my wife was playing music in the kitchen, and I was in our video, you know, our den, and I asked it to stream something, and it said, would you like to stop the one in the kitchen? And I was you like, to, if I say yes, I'm in trouble. <laughs> you, need, you need to have a family account for that, and then it will let you do that. Ah, um, okay. And so, which is a little bit more money. But uh, I, no, same as you. I, I used to pay for Spotify now because I have the Amazon service, which is cheaper than Spotify. Um, even though it's not as good as Spotify, I use that because I have it, and it and it works nicely on all the devices, so. Do you still pay for Spotify or you stop? No, I stopped. I, I basically, okay. uh, you know, Amazon, Amazon service does enough for me. And um, anytime I'm looking for something that I can't find on there, then I'll go out and buy it off iTunes or something like that. So I was considering paying for Spotify because I got a my, I looked at my AV amp in my in my den, and I, the video has been looking awful on my TV lately. And I finally realized that my my 22-year-old AV amp, which doesn't have HDMI, so I have an external switcher and all these cables, was just not doing it, okay? Yeah. So I bought a new Denon AV amp um, from, all of all places, Walmart. Sold right. a high-end. So Walmart has a thing like Amazon uh, Marketplace. They have Walmart Marketplace. I didn't even know about it. I just Google searched for this device, and it was $600 less on Walmart's Marketplace which I later found, I think they priced it wrong because I look at it now and the price has gone back to what everybody else is selling it for. Right, but I okay. got it. I got it on this quote sale. Yep. And it says uh, includes Spotify, but you have to have a premium account. Yeah. So you can you can just ask it to place like you can in Spotify and it will play through your AV system. And I thought about going up to the Spotify account. But what is this like yet another ten dollars a month? for? Yeah. Do you uh, does it have Bluetooth on it? It has Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. So you could Bluetooth off your phone with your it has AirPlay with your Amazon Music account then. Yeah, so that's what that's what I'm doing yeah, now. Yeah. So, uh, and and I have my old Sony phone too, which has Bluetooth and and music on there on Amazon. So I can just leave that next to it, plugged in, use yeah. that. But it just you should would not believe what's in there. Talk about a a device that has like so many options that yeah. and it comes it comes with an app to try to get at them all. And then the other day I was watching a movie and, I, and the display said stereo. And I'm like, well, I don't want to watch a movie in stereo. I want to watch in Dolby Surround. I couldn't figure out how to switch it to Dolby Surround. I had to, had to go – the manual was only online. They don't give you a paper manual. So I had to go online to the manual and figure out how you change the – my old one used to have a button. It, was like, it said Dolby. You press the Dolby button. And this one, no, no. You have to go in the menu and slide over here. Right. Stop yeah. making them so complicated. I know. I know. Uh, I, I, there is something as well that as you get older, you get less tolerant <laughs> of trying to figure things out for yourself. You just want it to be easy. Um, it's partly. Have you been in a BMW well. lately and tried uh, iDrive? I have heard. Who thought this was a good idea? Yeah. Uh, I took a test drive, and I loved. I love to do this. De Tim, you probably would hate me as a guy who comes to test drive cars because I know how bad iDrive is, and but I wanted to see this new this new three series Beamer. I was curious about it. Uh -huh. And the guy was, the salesman is like talking about how great iDrive is. And so I looked at him and said, so show me how I tune a radio station. that's not in presets. And he looks at me and goes, Oh, you've used iDrive before. Because <laughs> 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 you, you know, you gotta, you gotta like turn a number and hit a button and slide it over and turn a number. It, it was not exactly trivial for radio stations that you haven't put in your presets. And to be fair, you know, you'd, put them in your presets and you wouldn't worry about it but you know he said yes there are it's supposed to be one control that you don't have to look at while you're driving it's a knob that goes like up down left right push twist you know it but it's just there's something to be said about a bunch of buttons in your car and you know where they are and you after you, after you had your car and you probably know this you just you don't have to look you just know where to reach out and push that button that's right yeah and that's that's what I want in my cars. If I can't have it voice activated, which makes me nervous in the car, 
because God knows what it will try to do, <laughs> especially like in a Tesla, it's self-driving and it misinterprets, you know, turn on this right, left, left, right, leftist radio station and the car turns left, you know, anyway. Uh, yeah, simple. Make stuff simple. Yeah, and, 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 there's, and there's the there's that <laughs> issue again with the voice stuff, the voice stuff in the car, like you're just saying. I I mean I'm driving Infinity at the moment. That has a voice control, but again I don't know what any of the commands are, and <laughs> so I can't use it because I don't know what it can do, what it can't do. Um, Did you have it in your Prius? I had it in the Prius, and the only time we ever really used it was when my son was in the car because he always used to like like talking to the car. But, okay. uh, but it was the same problem because I wasn't really sure what all the voice commands were. Um, right. And and certainly most of the car one, all the car tech is often in terms of the entertainment and everything is normally a few years behind the smartphone industry. So they sure. don't have the voice analysis that Siri or um, Amazon or Google has. Basically, you need to say the command it's looking for. Otherwise, it won't exactly. do anything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Yes. Yeah. I did not buy it in my Prius because I had had friends who had the 2006 Prius and they hated the Bluetooth package. Yeah. They just and I so I went and bought a little gadget for like thirty nine dollars that and you know in the, inside the center console there's a headphone jack and a USB port that That's hide right. really fine and I just stuck my little Bluetooth adapter down there mm. and it it came from Kensington it uh, it had a had a piece you could wrap on the wheel. Yep. And it had buttons. So at my fingertips, I had all the things you could get with Bluetooth. And that, so my navigation comes out of the speakers. My phone does. It has a mic there. That, that So I got all that, and it worked much better than the $2,800 Bluetooth package. That yeah. Sorry, Tim. I'm beating up Toyotas again, aren't I? Uh, I uh, mean, he, he, Tim, <laughs> Tim tells me now that the Bluetooth is always included for nothing. So It is. Uh, it is. Yeah. But in that in 2006, it was, it was like going to the next package. Yeah. And I wanted leather. But you couldn't get leather unless you bought the package in between. Uh, well, that's the uh, the magic of the upsell. So my guy, I bought it from, said, you know, the guy down the street is a car leather shop, and he can put in leather the way you want it. Ah. And so I have leather in my car. I'm, my leather is two-toned to match the plastic colors. Right. And everybody looks at my car and goes, how did you get that, that kind of seat? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it looks so much better than the one that came with it, I think. But anyway. Yeah. So, so you uh, have something next here. Well, you're gonna, we're going to talk about yeah, your topic about software rental. But first, I'm going to take a break and thank our sponsors, uh, MacSales.com. And um, they are, uh, I thank Toyota, who don't pay us directly for the show, but MacSales.com do. Um, OWC Computing, as, uh, as we uh, know them as. And, um, One of my favorite sites. Yeah, I buy a lot from I, them. I know that you're a big fan. And, I um, am. Yeah, they've got a, you know, they've always got great deals on, and um, I'm just looking through the site, <laughs> seeing, seeing if there's anything that that jumps out at me this week. Yeah, they've got a deal on USB-C docks. If you're a tra- USB-C travel dock, um, I, need, I need a new drive as well. Oh yeah, that that yeah. travel dock. I almost bought one of those, but um, I ended up getting something someone sent me that that is not quite as good as this one, but it's yeah. close enough. Yeah. So um, we we but... saw when when I was out um, when I went round IWC last year when I was out for Max <coughs> um, Tim Sorry. arranged for us to go around the factory and they actually had these docks there um, to show us they were a new product back then so this is now a forty nine eighty eight which is really is a steal for a decent USB dock yep. because you can get cheaper than that on Amazon and what have you but it'll be some sort of Chinese thing that probably you know it's potluck whether it will work or not whereas this one has a, a, a two-year owc warranty 50 bucks it's also yeah. available in four colors to match the colors of the macbook i so, know i love that yeah that, so that's that's kind of <laughs> nice as well if you if you uh, many of many of us who like apple stuff like to have um have things that all look nice together and so um getting something but this is when i want to grumble at apple yep they took all those connectors off, so you have to have one of these. Yeah. Well, right? you know what? It's the same. It's the same. It's not just an Apple problem now. It's the same. Okay. In, um, we I just bought a dock today for a colleague of mine. We're using Dell XPS 13. Yeah, they did it too, right? Yeah, and they have just two USB ports and a USB-C on them. That's all they have. And she she was going. She said, "Is there any way to get more USB-C ports on this?" And I said, <laughs> "I said, oh yeah, you can um, you can just uh, get a chisel and cut a hole in the casing and then plug it in any way you want." <laughs> she 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 thought I was serious for a minute. Yeah. 
And I oh, said, God. no. She's so, going to come back with a uh, warranty voided. Well, exactly. David said I could do this. I know. So, um, <laughs> so I said, no. Because she'll trust you, David. Yeah, See, exactly. Be... Yeah, she completely fell for it. <laughs> so I said, no, you need a USB hub. And I organized a travel hub for her. Not not one of these because um, I found with the, the – maybe it's because the XPS – 13 is a slightly older model but i've sometimes okay. found usb-c compatibility can be a little bit up and down okay but, but this this one from max sales is designed for the macbook and the macbook pros so uh, you get two usb-a ports a uh, 3.1 gen 1 ports so the fast ones you get a usb-c port that you can charge the um the laptop with or through nice. it passes the power on so that that's important because <laughs> there's nothing more annoying than plugging in a dongle and then find that you're uh, stuck on battery power uh, and you get sd sd card reader and uh, hdmi as well in there so um yeah that's a uh, pretty nice so the thing i i tell people about mac sales and I, for people who are listening uh i i've pointed tech novices here who say how do i get a bigger drive in this this my imac or how do i upgrade the memory in my older computer i i am still i'm right now talking on a 2011 macbook pro 15 inch which i went to owc and i bought a 500 gigabyte ssd drive and i bought extra memory and i work for apple i should know how to do this but i looked at the videos and it's they make it trivial yeah and i've turned it to people who have no tech experience and they go, Oh, you'll help me put this in. I said, yes, I'll help you put it in, but go watch the video. And they call me up a couple days later and go, it arrived and I put it in myself. That was so easy. Yeah. Um, they do make interfacing with technology simple. And it, we talked about simple earlier. These guys are simple. They, exactly. and, uh, yeah. and I'm just noticing here, I can buy a, um, what did I just see there? Um, I can buy a eight terabyte, Thunderblade drive and it's only four thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. I'll take Ouch. two. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Yeah. Yeah, up to twenty eight hundred megabits per second. Uh, yeah, that's quick. That is that's yeah that's that's when you've got when you're editing a four K four K movie. Yeah, that's the sort of thing you want. Um, but it's not it's not what you most of us. I mean, I, Tim and I talked about that product a few weeks ago. We were saying, yeah, don't go and buy this if you just want somewhere to store your movie collection <laughs> yeah, or your or your photos. You know, right? There are cheaper ways of doing it than that. So uh, I just it jumped out at me that there's a yeah. five thousand dollar product up there. That's like yeah, but you know what? In a couple of years time, you'll be paying three hundred fifty dollars for that same thing. So yep. That's, yep. that's progress. Well, yeah, so, there's a four terabyte. Um, Thunder Bay for eight forty nine. Those were about three times that price. Yeah, half a year ago. Yeah. So. So you want to talk about uh, the difference between purchase and renting software? You want to have a so uh, so I have this rent. right, and I and I got I got to get over it because this is yeah. me being old again. I don't like this concept of renting software, and Adobe was the first one to do it. Where, you know, and and Adobe in hindsight, I probably what I spent for create my Creative Suite. The last one I bought was for six. You know. Um, was expensive, but I own it and I can open my computer and I can just run it. I don't have to be on the net. I don't, this new thing now, it's all online software. Yep. And my gripe this, this week is with one of my favorite pieces of software ever. And that's one password mm-hmm. and one password. So I, I, as you know, I moved from an iPhone to a, to an Android. Yeah. And I downloaded one password for it, and it's completely not feature feature compatible with what it was on the iPhone or the iPad or on the Mac. Right. It, I have multiple ba- multiple um, vaults, one for my wife, one for me, so we can share um, certain, you know, we can share certain passwords, but uh, but we each have their own private vaults, and they've supported this everywhere except on Android. So I wrote to them on their their forum and said, "Hey, so you know, we've talked. You guys have talked about this. It's not happening, right?" And what I get back from them was an ad, basically saying, "Well, if you update to our our, our accounts, you know, version, which is dollars a month, you can get multiple vaults." And it it just so rubbed me the wrong way that 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 I've been able to buy this product every year and I pay for the upgrades. But it's mine. I don't have to upgrade. I can keep using it. But if I go to an account online version, once I stop paying for it, the software disappears. It's gone. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. And I don't know what they. He says, "Well, you get this advantage. It's always up to date." And I said, "Well, the other one was always up to date. You're always putting out updates. I seem to get two a week." 
You know, you're always fixing little things. It was up to date. Um, and the guy got nasty with me basically online telling me, you know, that I'm being completely unreasonable. And, th- and I, I said it was a very self-serving answer. And they went ballistic on that. They were very upset with me for saying that it was self-serving, that they advertised their monthly product to me when I asked them why they weren't in parity on the Android device. Yeah, so, I, I mean, it's difficult. I, I remember when they when they moved to this model, they took quite a lot of heat at the time, so perhaps they are a tad sensitive about it, but I think, <laughs> I think, I think what you say is legitimate. <clears throat> you're, you're effectively saying, look, I bought this product, and you've taken a feature away, and your solution to that feature being missing is to is to pay, effectively, substantially well, to more. To be fair, they didn't take it away. They right. just never got it added on that it's it's everywhere but that platform. Right. Okay. Well, fair enough. But it's still a feature that you've used before. You expect to use and it isn't there. And they're saying, well, you can't buy it now. You have to you have to subscribe. Um, and then and then they only offer two versions. They offer a one person version, or a family version. And I had a discussion with their marketing guy. I said, there's only two of us in our family. I don't need five. Yeah. Give me a give me a couple's version. You know, they should look at T-Mobile. I, I don't know. If, I told you I went from AT&T to T-Mobile because yeah. T-Mobile has this thing called the 55 plus plan. Right. So for aging boomers like me, where there's just me and my wife, we don't have kids on our plans and stuff. They did this thing that you get two lines for 60 bucks, all inclusive, everything unlimited. It's I'm we're, there's just two of us. Yeah. Where's the this is five bucks a month. I don't want to spend five bucks a month so my wife and I can have um shared just for the shared thing that i already have except on this one device and i don't want to if i buy two uh individual versions well it's 4.99 anyway it just the whole concept makes me angry that i have to pay monthly and this is weird if they told me it was 60 bucks to buy it i'd probably pay it in a heartbeat right which is what this is a year but i pay it once i i the the other problem i have with it going to their website you can't find the one-time license version. Yeah, I was just looking there to see yeah, if I could find not, it. It's, it's not, now, and, and somebody apparently, I'm, I'm just searching the support forum, somebody asked them this back last February. I can only find the monthly description. Do you still offer one-time license purchase? If yes, how much? And the response they get back, again, this is this kind of tallies with your experience. While it is still possible to purchase standalone, a standalone license, we've de-emphasized this on our site since a OnePassword.com subscription is the best option for most people, especially. That's the users. ad I got. Yeah, the and then you get this whole spiel about how great it is and all the advantages, um, you know, and uh, you know, it, it does. It's still there's still no link there saying this is where you need to go to get the. <laughs> The standalone right. version, so it's almost like, yeah, we have it, and and eventually you get down there and they put a link in, but um, the... and I'm obviously not alone because I did a, I said okay, I'm going to switch to something else, and I did a Google search, and PC Magazine had reviewed password uh, vault programs. Well, you, and... to be honest with you, I would recommend you use LastPass for this because it does everything that One Password does, and it's free. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> one password was way down on their list. It yeah. was no longer a five star product. It was a three star product, I think. They were upset that 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 you now have to pay monthly to keep the product running. That really bothered them as well. Um, this is this is the future. This is the way it's going to be. You're going to rent software. It, it, I I have to get over it. Um, although I give kudos to Microsoft again. I hate to always say Microsoft is impressing me lately, but um, Office three sixty five is actually a very reasonably priced rental product. Okay. Um, And it's cheaper than it was. It's cheaper in the rental overall than it was to buy the package that had office in it. Uh, The difference with office um, is that you can still buy a standalone version if you want to. I mean, that will probably go away, I think in the next version, but the moment you can, there's also a, a rather than just, you know, they'll take it or leave it one or two options. There's a myriad of different options that suit Correct. different people with different budgets, different requirements. <clears throat> you can get a one person version, you can get a, a five person version, you can get a two person version, you get a student version, you can get a business right. version. There's loads of different. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. Microsoft can, did it right. Yeah, okay. It can be I, confusing. But the other thing as well is even with the cheapest version you buy on <clears throat> Office 365, you get a huge amount of value compared mm-hmm. to what you used to have to pay. It used to be like three, $400 for a, yes, a copy expensive. of Office. Um, so 
so I think I'm still is, using 2011 on this machine. Yeah. It's, it works great, and I haven't up. That's the other thing. It works great. I haven't upgraded it. If I was in a pay subscription, I'd be up paying for this every single thing. And the other thing is, I'd be pushed forward in in in. It automatically updates. Yeah. So and sometimes I have software I don't want to update. I don't like the new features. I was I'm just about to make that error. point. One of the frequent complaints I get from our users in the business, because we have a business Office 365 subscription. Okay. Uh, and we also have Windows 10, which kind of treats itself as a service in that it's constantly right. upgrading itself. Um, <laughs> and I get complaints from people saying, well, you know, this has changed. Um, it's insisting I update. I can't do that right now because it's going to take a while and I'm in the middle of a of a, a, a job or something like this. Um, exactly. You know, and then people sometimes say, well, like, the upgrade didn't work properly. I, I wish it would just <laughs> leave itself alone. It was all working fine and now it isn't. Um, so those are the downsides of this constant upgrade cycle. The 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 thing that only puts really puts me off about it is that if you're constantly upgrading the software because it's subscribed, it's very easy to convince yourself that you can issue a substandard version and think, oh, I'll fix it next week. Um, I never thought of that, but that's yeah. probably a good point. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, I I hate, and I used to say I used to say this about Microsoft, and I actually blame Apple for this now. I hate spending more time learning how to use it than using it. Yeah. And Microsoft used to be horrible. Every version of Office and Adobe was even worse. They'd move all the toolbars around and then all the functions would change. Apple does this for some reason on the settings app on the iPhone. Yeah. You know, like, okay, now where did they put that feature this release? Right. It's it, you know, it's if things work, don't change things just because you can. Okay. That's yeah. another thing for people. But anyway, I, I beat this this horse till it's dead but oh, it's, it's I, just a, I think we all have a rough idea how you I'm feel sorry, about it i'm sorry agile bits but <laughs> i think you screwed up in this one it just i'm not i'm gonna i'm gonna well you said last pass I'm, I'm gonna download it and see how it works on all my devices because yeah. i'm just angry at this the great thing about LastPass is that it, it's there they do have a premium version but it's much much cheaper um and uh most of the features you need you actually get in the free version so, okay. Uh, and it's I will take a look at it. Thank you for that. Also, completely cross-platform, which is something that I appreciate too. So, um, yeah, I, I, I've used it for a long time, and it's a pretty good product. So, I, I want to hear yeah. if you viewers or you know, listeners, viewers are listening. I want to hear your. Do you like this this monthly thing? Like, do you use? I I, I still have not subscribed to um to uh, Adobe's you know Creative Suite on on Air that costs if you want six five tools that you use all the time a hundred dollars a month or whatever i mean it's ridiculously expensive um and the other the other corollary i said this and i'm not suggesting people do this but i've been asked uh, in, in talks i've given stuff why do i think people steal software why even tech guys they steal software yeah. this is why okay because they feel ripped off and yeah. and i was amazed that when creative suite cloud creative cloud whatever it's called came out within a week there was a bootleg version that you could download, and it, you you, it, you you emulated the serial the the server. It faked it. it you yeah. know, you wonder why people go to that trouble. Well, okay, because it was sixty dollars or eighty dollars a month to get what you used to buy in a package and have. Um, yeah. it, it, it gives people a reason not to want to pay. Don't they think you know their answer is well, it's the best value? And no, it's not. Okay, it it really isn't, and well, uh, don't make me feel like I'm being ripped yeah. off. The, I, then the, I'll pay you. I pay for software. I, yeah. you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a software designer. Yeah, there's but, there's a, there's but a wider... me, I've thought about stealing software when I get pissed off. I really yeah. have. Yeah, there's a also a wider problem with um with this kind of subscription approach is that each one on its own you can argue is is not bad value, but but the problem is it's like cable TV and internet yep. and all these other things. If you're not careful. You end up paying a lot of money every month just to keep all your bits of software going because it all adds up. Um, it, yeah, and you don't realize you know, that. Oh, it's okay. It's only four dollars. I, I can do this, yeah. right? I mean, I'm looking at the enterprise for LastPass. It's four dollars per user monthly. Okay, that seems pretty cheap, right? But if you have a home business and there's three of you, you know, okay, so you just add twelve bucks. Ah, it's twelve bucks. I can deal with it. Then okay, now I got Office 365. That's ten dollars a month. Ah, ten dollars a month. I can deal with it. Okay, now I got to go get. Adobe, that's twenty five dollars a month to get Photoshop. Okay, or whatever it is. I don't know the numbers these days. And by the time I'm done, I'm spending three hundred dollars a month on software. Yeah, which is is a lot of money. And and the issue is, you you can't if, if budgets get tight, you you have a difficulty then saying, all right, well, if I stop paying for Adobe, 
but that it means turns that means it stops working. That means all my data is locked away. Um, it yeah. it is a real problem. That and there are alternatives. There are file compatible alternatives to all of these products. Um, so yeah, that's the other thing is you. I think there will be a drive towards people using uh, a a good one, big one for for us and our company is uh, Acrobat. Uh, Acrobat. We use Acrobat yeah, exactly. That's a yes. Uh, yeah, and there's there's uh, Acrobat is the is the PDF editor. So you can create a PDF very easily on most systems nowadays. But if you actually want to make changes to it, or you want to use some of the advanced features like the the different levels of encryption and stuff that um, are built into the PDF standard, you need to use Acrobat, or at least you used to need to use Acrobat. And to get a PDF subscription for uh, Adobe yeah, what is Cloud it? is oh no, I forget what it is, but it's not cheap. Um, I was trying to look it up while we we're talking, but I yeah. I couldn't find Acrobat. Oh, view yeah. pricing and plans. Okay, while you keep talking, yeah. and I. Uh, so, a single app is nineteen ninety nine a month. Yeah, is Acrobat in that list? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. So Acrobat, Acrobat Pro DC is nineteen ninety nine a month yeah. on an annual plan. Yeah, that's right. If so you, you have pay, an annual plan, you're paying. If you go to a monthly plan, it's twenty four ninety nine a month. Yeah. So that's that's not that's not particularly cheap, and for two or three months of that, you can buy a competing package that will do pretty much everything that Acrobat can do. There are multiple vendors on both Mac and PC who sell PDF editors. There's Nitro, there's uh, iSkySoft, there's two or three different <coughs> vendors who, who um, you know, there's um, one of the uh, Smile Software does one on the Mac that okay. does a lot of what Acrobat can do for much less money, and most of them aren't on this subscription model. So, um, I was you wondering know, why, given that um, that the Mac is is PDF native, right? Why doesn't it just have that built in? Well, it, it does, but it's just it's just hidden. Not very good. Yeah, it's it's it. Yeah, there is quite. It's amazing how much you can do a preview, to be honest. But there are some things it can't do. I found, and um, you know, they all the tools and everything are kind of they're not in your face. They don't open up in a big okay. a big toolbar like uh, Acrobat does. So, oh, so so Adobe has dropped their prices. So it's this is you're gonna, people are going to laugh at me. It's six hundred dollars a year for all the apps. 600 bucks a year okay yeah. now someone reminded me that creative suite used to be like 15 1600 dollars <clears throat> for all the apps yeah so granted this is three years okay it's 49 dollars a month if you want to pay it monthly if you have an annual plan but if you just want to pay monthly and you think you're not sure it's 75 bucks a month yep sorry and then and then if i stop paying i i would go for this that if i say i'm not paying anymore i get what i have at the time done it stops but i keep it yeah they, okay. they don't want to do that because they don't want people buying it for two months and then stopping it that's the software. problem right that's the yeah. problem right but how about after i pay for it a year i get some version or something yeah. i mean give me something that it just it bothers me you know what i'm saying but, it's just yeah their, their attitude is why should they do that because most people are just paying that's the thing yeah with with creative suite because they have a captive audience of professionals most of whom have expense accounts they're just paying and they're getting their revenue stream the, the difficulty is for somebody like agile bits i understand that um selling that sort of utility software and then updating it every two three years for a 15 20 dollar fee is in in the modern market it's a tough sell and yes, so the subscription is the way they feel they have to go to to keep a revenue stream so they can keep the product going but the problem is is that yeah that a lot of people don't like it and it's a well, then offer me, act. offer me like microsoft give me a bunch of options yeah. i want a two license option okay yeah. if they would give me a, a two dollar a month or three dollar a month two license option i might say fine that's not that's not a lot of money 36 dollars a year i can live i can live with 36 dollars a year yeah. right but they don't i either have to go to the five the 60 dollar a year version okay or i have to go with the cheap one it's only one person well there's nothing in between yeah uh how about for for retired people how about for students you know yeah. I, i'm retired now i don't have i don't have the same uh, disposable income I used to have when I was working every day. You know, I, that's what I wonder. People just have too much money, I guess, today who buy this stuff and they don't care. Yeah, maybe. I guess most people don't care. I, uh, or well, they get their company to pay for it. The market will decide <laughs> ultimately. So we'll yeah. see in the long term whether this this kind. I'm of wrong. Is, the uh, market is deciding. I'm, I'm obviously yeah. wrong. Well, I, just, I, it, I don't 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 assume that. I I think okay. time will tell. The and and also as well, sometimes a company tries something like this, and then they find they need to tweak it, adjust it to make it more palatable to people. So okay. we'll we'll see how we'll see how this goes. So the problem is while they're kind of pontificating on that, you're kind of left 
either stuck paying or or going to something else. And once you've gone, you've gone. You normally don't come back. Normally so don't come back. Yeah. That, that's the that's the the balancing act they have to face. But yeah, changing software go. is difficult. So there is yeah. an inertia needed to exactly. push you over the hump. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I I, I want to hear people's comments on that. Sure. It, it, it's it's a it's a fingernails on a blackboard problem for me. Right? So <laughs> I divide. I div- yeah, I divide our listeners to let let us know whether they agree or disagree with Owen. I've got a feeling I know what some of our uh, more regular listeners would say. Um, but by all means, contact us. You can reach us um, the show at techfanpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at techfanpodcast. Um, I believe Tim does something on Facebook, but I don't know anything about that because I don't approve. And um, <laughs> seriously, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not not a big lover of the Facebook when it comes to the privacy, <laughs> but uh, there you go. That's just me and one of my old man things. Owen, <laughs> as always, it's been a pleasure to speak to you. Um, David, thank you thank for you inviting me mu- this week. Thank you for much for joining me this fine morning. Oh, but um, wait a minute, your Wikipedia link—you have to get that out real quick. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to leave that till next week because okay. um, it's getting pretty late here, and I'm getting texts oh, from my is. wife I'm sorry. asking just about dinner. So um, I we've run for an hour, so I think we'll we'll defer wiki trolling for this week until next week. Um, I, fantastic! I enjoyed it, and uh, and uh, have a good evening. And and, and have we, a good day and for I will you. Catch up with and you later. Uh, yeah, hope to speak to you again soon, Owen. Cheers.